All right, Garn. So we are answering some fan questions today. So we'll be having a few quick questions asked between us. Nothing too serious. Are you ready? Uh, I'm, I'm more than ready. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so right off the bat, what is the most iconic movie of our time and why? So let's say for this question, we're going to do 19, 1980s and forward. Now, let's do our time in terms of like from our like from when we were born onward so no but i get no of course but then there's so many 80 movies that we've watched as well that i feel like we can't just like the 70s no but like late 80s you know what i mean like yeah terminated like terminator could be a very good like you know what i mean i'm just so yeah whatever but like okay let's just go over the the our time first and then we'll go back to the 80s so Okay, let, let's go over the word iconic because uh, when you asked me that question, I, I was starting to think I could just say my favorite film. But let, let, let's talk about uh, films, not necessarily have to be our favorite films, but like um, films that um, are the most talked about films in our time. Um, what's the most referenced film, like day to day? Not that we go around talking quotes from movies on our daily lives, but like. The first thing that comes to my mind, um, I would have to say, is uh, maybe The Matrix comes to mind. Matrix is a good one. Yeah, because like, you know, because everyone's starting to think, well, I think the, the whole theory of uh, we all live in a simulation started way before our time. But that kind of, uh, <laughs> that The Matrix kind of uh, triggered that. Yeah, but even like fight scenes and CGI That's for it. that movie were really way ahead of its time, right? So yeah, hundred percent. And that's a good one. Yeah, like I, I see that reference a lot. Like uh, another thing that I randomly came across uh, recently is um, Pulp Fiction. And uh, hear me out on this. I, I know there's not much on there, like in terms of uh, like no one quotes that film like, on their day-to-day life anyway um but i wonder about like i saw a clip from the simpsons where the uh, what's his name the cop what's the, what's the cop's name again chief wiggum that's it uh, and, and he's like walking across the road like, he's eating his donut and he's he looks uh while he's crossing the road he looks at the car and he sees a uh, um, not snake bob yes yeah, snake that's it um and he sees him walk across the road and he's like, I know you, and he just—they were replicating the uh, the scene in Pulp Fiction where uh, Bruce Willis is on his way out, out, like he's he's finally on his mission to like escape the town, and then he sees uh, Marcellus Wallace, and he just runs him over, and it, it's like what I mean by iconic. The word iconic it has to also be referenced in a lot of things, but having said that. I think Simpsons references almost everything that exists. So, <laughs> yeah, but you'd be really yeah. smart to get all the references in the Simpsons episode. That's um, right. Yeah, I feel like the easy one's the Dark Knight for this question. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just um, the way what we. I think we need good action, good screenwriting, good acting. Like it kind of all has to come together. Yeah. Um, and to be quite honest, after that, like all the Marvel films and all the superhero films kind of apex from there where they 
the Dark Knight is the. Okay, I, I think I suppose you're you're right in terms even in terms of uh, I, I might be going like digressing a bit, but we'll, on the note of the Dark Knight, like we all know Christopher Nolan, he spends, um, well, I don't know if it's up to him, but he tends to spend a lot of the budget on uh, marketing, and for all his films, I I, I can just remember like. Like I, I, and I'm slightly digressing, but like um, for Oppenheimer, apparently it has to reach a, a, over like 400 million for it to make a profit, and the film's budget itself to film it was about 100 million or something like that. So they've spent like 300 million. I might be just making up these numbers, but it's around the same figure. They spent about 300 million on. Uh, on the marketing. So if we move back to Dark Knight right now, the reason why that might might be considered very uh um like iconic is because we saw massive billboards of the Dark Knight everywhere. And there was there was also viral marketing where um it was the citizens for Gotham and then the Joker side. Okay. So um me my brother actually almost got like there was like bowling balls throughout what? North America and Jazzy was about like I think five or ten minutes away from getting one he had one of the drivers for my dad's limo company uh, taxi company yeah drive over because he was dispatching so like there was and like I saw the film early twice before it came out okay so like Jazzy my brother was very much into the viral marketing and um I was surprised it didn't do too much for the new Batman especially with the Riddler but I like that was the first time where like it was really cool how they the build up to the movie because we you didn't know what you were walking into. I it was a big Heath Ledger fan before it, so I was hoping for the best. Yeah, yeah. But you don't really walk out and just think, "Whoa, that was a Batman movie that was a masterpiece." No, yeah, hundred percent. And I, and I think also making that that film is iconic, uh, especially because of Heath Ledger, like his. His role in that was absolutely incredible, and it's, that is the most talked about Joker. And I suppose, yeah, you're correct in saying the Dark Knight is the most iconic. And I also think this movie made it so that, like, being the villain is the cooler gig. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you can go I, all yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that's actually true. Actually, yeah, because uh, the only time I thought like the a villain was cool before Dark Knight, and I may be just shitting this out right now because it's just the first thing that popped to my head is Hans Gruber in in Die Hard. Uh, 